Well, hello, and welcome to the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode 23. 23. Hard to believe, isn't it? Um, but yeah, let's... Um, I do appreciate those of you tuning in. Uh, again, this is... Um, this has been crazy because I just can't get a normal schedule down for this thing. But um, I do appreciate uh, those of you that are sticking with me uh, and all the good things that we're, uh, that I'm, I'm finding out. People are finding out about it. Um, I got an interesting um, message the other day uh, from uh, Daniel Herrera, the new Knox County GOP chairman. And uh, he said, uh, man, I didn't know you had a podcast when you're ready to start having um Yes, let me know. And uh, I said, you would definitely are on the list. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to start having some guests sometime in the near future. Uh, I need to reach out to the person that I promised would be my first guest, and that's Mark Coonrippy Brown. Uh, he ran for um, governor, and he has um, also run for, uh, I believe, um, Senate as an independent. Uh, so, uh, Mark Coonrippy Brown. Uh, is the person I intend to have on the first uh, guest uh, on the podcast. And I really anticipate that conversation going more than two episodes. But I've got to reach out to Mark Coonrippy first. He lives over in Gallatin uh, and um, get that done. But again, Brian Hornback Podcast, episode 23. This is an outgrowth of the BrianHornback.com, which is uh, a news website, blog, whatever you want to call it, been in operation for almost 17 years, I think it is. Um, this coming August, August the 9th, 2004 is when BrianHornback.com started. So today, uh, when I'm actually recording this, is uh, the first day of spring. Uh, yesterday actually was the first day of spring, so this, I guess, is the second day of spring. Um and so I mowed my yard today. And as I mow my yard, I listen to music and I get a lot of good ideas. And I really talk, thought to myself um, some things that I really want to talk about uh, over the next several podcasts. And I'm really going to start telling some stories about things that have happened in the past. Um, but uh, before we get too far, I've got some things I really want to talk about today. Uh, I want to remind you about my friends at uh, Matlock Tire Service. Jimmy Matlock and his uh, sons, Joe and Reagan, uh, are now in their, um, the, the business started with Jimmy's father uh, in Lenore City. And uh, Jimmy has grown it to five locations, uh, Lenore City, Athens, Maryville, Farragut, and the new one in Hardin Valley. Matlock Tire Service, for all your auto repair and tire needs, uh, Give the folks in Farragut a phone call at 865-966-0425. As you probably know, you're either watching this on YouTube, on the BrianHornback.com YouTube channel, or you're listening to it on iHeart Radio Podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and of course where we actually record and uh, save or, or um, store these podcasts is on Anchor FM. And thanks to the folks at Anchor FM uh, for allowing us to do that. Um, so uh, we're, I'm working to get us on Audible uh, and to get us on, I guess that's it, uh, Audible. We're already on iHeart. Um, so I'm um, going to be working on that in the very near future. But 
Uh, those of you that have been listening, uh, I thank you from the bottom of my heart. I really do. Um, so what is tomorrow? Tomorrow is Monday, um, March the 23rd. Is that right? Um, the good note tomorrow is March the 22nd. So, um, what happens tomorrow is at the Knox County Election Commission, uh, if you live in the city of Knoxville, you are eligible if you're a registered voter and if you live in a district where um, one which where your city council person is up for re-election this year, you can go pick up a qualifying petition. Uh, when you pick up that qualifying petition, you've got to get 25 individuals in that district to sign the petition that you should be on the ballot. Now, you need to make sure that those people are registered to vote and their voters in good standing uh, because that matters. But you only got to get 25 of them. Um, and the reason I'm, I'm really emphasizing the fact that um, the reason I'm really emphasizing the fact that it has to be um, someone in that district is because all the races that are up for election this year in 2021 are in fact um, are in fact district races um and so you know we've um in district one we have tommy smith he's been in office for a little over a year he got appointed uh when stephanie welch went from being a city council person to becoming a um a high-ranking official with the uh, ken cannon administration uh also in the second district we have andrew roberto a knoxville lawyer from what i understand there's another knoxville lawyer john dupree uh, who intends to challenge Andrew Roberto. In the third district, we have Seema Singh, um, who is the council person who is up for re-election. Uh, in the fourth district, we have city councilwoman Lauren Ryder, um, who, won a, uh, who won four years ago. Uh, and that race is interesting in the fact that there were a number of candidates in the primary. And uh, Lauren Ryder came in first in the, in the primary in the district in the fourth district and then harry tyndall and amelia parker uh, actually tied they both got the same number of votes uh and came in second city council then selected harry tyndall to be the one to challenge lauren ryder uh and um amelia parker then ran as a write-in candidate in the general election lauren ryder won that general election Amelia Parker, two, year, two years later, then runs in the primary, in a crowded primary uh, for city council at large. She came in second to Amy Midas, and in the general election, she won the at-large position. And then in the 6th district is uh, Vice Mayor Gwen McKenzie, and Gwen McKenzie uh, has an opponent in Garrett Holt, a young entrepreneur, businessman, uh, that lives in the 6th District, Garrett Holt, will be challenging Gwen McKenzie. Uh, there could be other names out there. I'm sorry, let me back up to the 4th District. I know of two candidates that are looking at the race. Jim Clanaris, who is, um, he and his wife own Cafe 4. They've owned a couple of other restaurants in the Knoxville area in the past, Kalamata Kitchen uh, and other things. And then Dan Davis, who also had ran four years ago in the fourth district uh, is looking at that race as well. So those are some names that I'm throwing out, but that's not the, that doesn't exclude or include everybody because there's some names I'm sure that I don't know about. Uh, so as I said on uh, 
I don't know if I said it on my blog. I guess I did say it on my blog, but I also said it on so, some of my socials. Um, my at Twitter, I'm uh, at mega underscore bullhorn uh, because my website is the mega bullhorn of truth. Uh, and so I did say that tomorrow's like Christmas for me because uh, I've been active in political campaigns since I was 16 years old. And um, so city elections or any elections in this area are of interest to me. So um, looking forward to that. Um, County commission has their, um, has their work session tomorrow. Uh, some interesting things to watch for uh, on County commission in March uh, is number one. Um, there was a special committee that if you've been watching my blog, or if you want to go back and look at it uh, back in uh, November, December, and in January, there was a special committee put together of a couple of people from the sheriff's department uh, administration, a couple of people from the uh, sheriff's uh, merit council. Uh, those are the folks that um, accept the applications, do the background checks, uh, put the people through the testing uh, to get on the eligibility list to become uh, employees of the Knox County Sheriff's Department. Uh, had a couple of uh, uniformed officers on this committee, had three county commissioners on this committee, and they had one uh, individual uh, that was a citizen representative. And it just so happened that, that citizen representative was the gentleman by the name of Scott Broyles. He works for a, an entity over at, near uh, McGee Tyson Airport called Safe Skies. At one time, Safe Skies was uh, was funded through congressional earmarks. Uh, I'm not sure they um, when Broyles ran uh, and was uh, was defeated by Kyle Ward uh, to be the county commissioner in the fourth district. Uh, I believe they said that. Safe Skies is a nonprofit, uh, and so I don't know if they're still getting congressional earmark money or not. Um, but um, beside the point, he was appointed. Um, Larson Jay and his wife, according to Facebook, back when um, petitions were going out, was the first signature um, for Scott Broyles uh, in the fourth district. Uh, one of those twenty-five signatures you got to have. Um, Commissioner Jay and his wife were the first two signatures. Uh, but anyway, Scott Broyles, who apparently had some type of law enforcement background, uh, was on that committee. The committee really voted on one thing um, toward the after eight hours of meetings. Uh, they voted on on shifting some some uh, responsibility to back over to the sheriff's department away from the merit system, and uh, that motion died there was not enough votes to do that um to do what the what the sheriff's or what well i assume what the sheriff wanted uh, it was um the sheriff's hr um director and uh, one of his chiefs um <clears throat> that had brought it uh, and the two county commissioners voted against it the two folks from the merit system voted against it uh, the, the uniformed officers split one and one, one for it, one again it. Uh, the two, um, the HR director and the, um, and the chief for the sheriff voted for it. Um, two of the county commissioners voted against it. The court, uh, Commissioner Courtney Durrett from the 2nd District and Commissioner Richie Beeler from the 8th District voted against it. Commissioner Jay voted for it. He voted with the HR lady and the chief and the one officer, the one lieutenant, but then Scott Broyles, who was a friend of Larson J, uh, he voted against it. 
But now <clears throat> that report is part of the, what's called a spread of record, which means really not going to discuss it. It's just there. People can view it on, on the agenda. Um, and it's going to be accepted spread a record. However, Commissioner Jay has now, having been on the short end of those um, of that vote, has now gone and he's wanting to redo the ordinance. Uh, so I, I anticipate there being a lively discussion uh, at the commission meeting. I'll be real interested to see how Commissioner Durrett and Commissioner Beeler handle that in the fact that they were in the majority vote in rejecting the change. Uh, and now Com uh, Commissioner Jay is bringing it forward to try to make those changes. Just real interesting uh, dynamic there. Um, there's some there's some changes wanting to be made on the um, on the uh, public forum at commission. And I heard again uh, there was a sunshine meeting between Commissioner Carson Daly and Commissioner Randy Smith. And interestingly enough, when when these when these Sunshine meeting notices go out to say that Commissioner Daly and Commissioner Smith are going to meet at downtown bar and, and grill at 530 on a Wednesday. I think it was on Wednesday. Um, you know, not only do myself as a member of the media show up and sometimes other media show up, uh, like when uh, uh, Commissioner Durrett and Commissioner Daisha Lundy, Dr. Daisha Lundy had a sunshine meeting with um a, a an executive with the Knox County school system, Miss um, Kelly, Doctor Kelly, uh, at Peach Grill. Uh, Peach Grill. It was funny that here I, who always attend these Sunshine meetings, was there, but also Channel Six and Channel Eight were there. But then the very next meeting, because there was a lot of issues going on at that time with um, some um, some deaths in East Knoxville, and uh, these these deaths were occurring around Austin's High School, so. The news stations thought that that was going to be the, the main topic of discussion at that particular Sunshine meeting. Well, it wasn't. But um, it's just real interesting to see that they show up at one. They're, they're one and done. Uh, they're one hit wonder. Uh, but uh, when I got to this meeting, uh, not only was Commissioner Daly and Commissioner uh, Smith there, but also Commissioner Ward was there. And then Commissioner, B, uh, um, Commissioner Biggs came in. Uh, the finance uh, department head and, and a assistant chief of staff, Chris Caldwell, was there. And then Dr. Daisha Lundy come in. And then before the meeting was adjourned, um, Commissioner Courtney Direct came. So, you know, you had, one, you had quite a few folks there uh, there in a course of um, uh, a couple of appetizers and uh, and a Diet Coke or, or water, as it was. Um, so, um you know that that was real interesting, but in that con but in that sunshine meeting, they were talking about the rules changes. Commissioner Smith, um, there's some rules changes for how they want to restructure the order of the commission meeting, um, and then Commissioner Daly is going to bring a different uh, recommendation. And Commissioner Smith really wanted to know what those changes were going to be, um, and so they um, and so during the course of that meeting. Commissioner Daly again said something that he had said at another previous Sunshine meeting that I actually had captured on um, on an audio recording, where he said that public forum is a is a uh, it's not a right, it's a privilege that commission gives the public. And I, you know, I just I'm just a spectator at these Sunshine meetings. It's not my place 
to interject myself. If I'm asked a question, I will. If I'm looked to for, for something, I will. But for the most part, I try not to interact. Now, you know, I don't always do that. Uh, those of you that know me, but for the most part, I try to just kind of stay quiet and listen. Uh, and so, I, you know, I didn't challenge Commissioner Daly on that. But here's the bottom line. The bottom line is, as a county commissioner or when I was on the school board, you're elected by your representatives to be the people's voice. And if the people want to come talk about something that's on the agenda, or if they want to talk about something that's going on in the neighborhood that's not on the agenda, then I believe you have an obligation to give them five minutes to say whatever they want to say. If they want to stand up there and say that every county commissioner is a crook, um, and and for no for no apparent reason, then the First Amendment they have every right to say that. Um, I don't agree with it, but they have a right to say it. Um, county com- uh, the county school board. Um, which also is all the all the schools in the city, they too uh, allow five minutes of public forum, and they never, uh, that I can tell, ever cut it down to three minutes or say only three people can speak, or we're only going to listen to you for an hour. Uh, and school board can go on for a long time. The last meeting I watched, they had thirteen people signed up. Uh, so if you take thirteen times five, that's more than an hour. Um, and so um, when people start understanding what the role is for them as, as elected officials, then things will be a lot better. Uh, so, you know, I, again, I, I totally am against um, them changing uh, public forum. Uh, they have two public forums. They have one at the beginning of the meeting and they have one at the end of the meeting. What they're wanting to do, what Commissioner Daly's wanting to do is he wanting to move all the school stuff before public forum. Um, so they can get the school people out um, before they and then and then have public forum and then you know I think they're still going to have the second one but we'll see how that all that shakes out but um, you know there's certain folks in our community Constance Every is one of them uh, with the sleeves for needs uh, I, I feel certain that she's going to hold them accountable um, to having the um, to having the public forum or at least folks have, being able to have their say. Um, and um, and we'll just see how all that plays out. You know, I um, I do want to briefly talk about uh, another online publication. Uh, you know, because because this weekend I responded to something that I had seen on a on a another online news publication. Uh, a couple of ladies used to work for the Knoxville News Sentinel. Um, they got a, a website that was created by a local PR media firm. Um, and so they're, um, they used to, they used to write for a, for a thing called the shopper news that then got bought out by the new Sentinel and then they became employees of the shopper news and then they got terminated. And then they started up this other online thing about two years ago, two or three years ago. But anyway, one of them who I, I guess is the Democrat, it's like one plays Democrat and one plays Republican, uh, wrote a, wrote an article about the new, uh, Knox County, uh, Republican party chairman. Daniel Herrera, and um, they made a reference to something he had said about the city council elections coming up, and and they made reference to the Center City Conservatives Republican Club, which I happen to be president of, and so I um, I responded as I typically do uh, on my blog about uh, 
the reference to Center City. What you need to understand about Center City Conservative Republican Club, it's been in operation since the early 90s. It does meet as best as we can tell in the center of the city. It started at Beaumont, started at Waters Market over in Beaumont. It moved to uh, Shoney's on uh, Western Avenue, um, which wasn't too far from Beaumont. Uh, but then uh, Shoney's on Western closed, and now we meet at the SNS Cafeteria. Um, but the reference was made that uh, most of the members don't live in the city, and that's just simply not true. Most of the members are in the city. Um, as a matter of fact, our second vice president has run for city council two or three times. Um, and so it, it was just one, the, the writer has never attended a center city conservative Republican club meeting uh, in the last four or so years that I've been there. Uh, and because it is a nonpartisan election in the city, um, we invite uh, city candidates um, so when uh, former Mayor Madeline Rojero was running for re-election about almost six years ago, uh, she came and spoke to our club, as did Vice Mayor uh, Finbar Saunders, as did George Wallace, as did Mark Campen. Um, two years ago, we had Amelia Parker come to our meeting and speak. Her opponent, Amy Midas, came to speak. Several of their opponents came to speak. Uh, David Hayes. Uh, came to speak. Uh, Lynn Fugit, who got elected, came to speak. Uh, India Kincannon, the now mayor, came to speak. Um, and so, you know, we are, we, we treat everyone that's running and nonpartisan uh, with respect, and we will treat them with respect. Uh, and uh, I don't appreciate the reference uh, by this other online publication, which allows me to say this. I've been doing BrianHornback.com since August the 9th of 2004. Uh, did not take any advertising until 2013. Um, and I truly am an independent citizen journalist. Um, I can also say that Knox Views, which is a, a liberal, uh, which is more of a liberal uh, blog, a news site, is also very independent. He started at South Knox Bubba. Uh, he came, uh, he was South Knox Bubba back in the days before BrianHornback.com, but Knox Views came along after BrianHornback.com. Two other guys, uh, Jesse Mayshark and Scott Barker, are former um, newspaper guys. Uh, Jesse um, worked for uh, Mayor Rajero, but they have Compass Knox, which is truly independent. But those are the only three people who are truly independent uh, that don't have a connection to um, a, a media company or a, um, or a PR shop. Uh, our sites were created as they were created, and, uh, and we don't really owe anything to anybody. So you're going to see me tout that more and more, that I'm independent, that I've built this thing over the last 16 years independently. I am an LLC uh, with the state of Tennessee, and uh, I will continue doing what I do, and I'll continue calling out BS when I see BS uh, in the Knoxville area and beyond. Um, but anyway, before I get off here, let me remind you of two other folks that have been instrumental to BrianHornback.com. Uh, that is Interagency Insurance Company here in Knoxville, Tennessee, been in operation since 1966. Lou Moran III runs Interagency Insurance. You can find them on the web at Enter dash agencyinsurance.com or call them at 865-637-4519 
And then also uh, when you need real estate, what I understand, there's like 6,000 realtors out there in Knoxville, and there's only about 400 to 600 homes uh, available for sale right now. Uh, but you need to call Julia Hurley at JustHomesGroup.com. She's affiliated with Realty Executives in Farragut, uh, JustHomesGroup.com. You can also find her on Facebook, Just Homes Group on Facebook. And uh, her phone number is 865-237-7328. Again, this is the Brian Hornback Podcast. This is episode 23. Send me an email, Brian at BrianHornback.com. Let me know you're listening. Tell me what you want to talk about, what you want to hear. And um, if you've got guest ideas, then uh, send those to me. Um, Check me out on Twitter, mega underscore bullhorn. And um, I look forward to hearing from you. So uh, again, this one's in the, in this one's done. Episode 23 is done. Hopefully we'll be um, back before the end of the week with episode 24. So y'all stay tuned.